Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 85 in the series. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to FXR Racing and the folks at Race Tech. Uh, use code PulpMX30 at FXRRacing.com. Uh, designed by racers for racers. The uh, entire uh, club team there uses uh, FXR Racing along with a lot of other privateers, uh, including um, Henry Miller and uh, much many more guys. FXRRacing.com. Uh, check them out. Pulpamex30 code is the, the code to save at fxrracing.com. We thank them for making it happen. And when it comes to privateers, race tech, suspension, and motors, uh, absolutely support a ton of these guys. From Ben LeMay before he got on the MCR team to Chris Blows to to uh, many other privateers. Race tech has you covered. Motors, suspension, Tyler Medaglia up in Canada as well. Uh, Pulp19 is the code to save when you call to race tech. Get your suspension service, get your oil changed, get it revalved, get your motor work done to the folks at Race Tech. Uh, we really appreciate it. This show is also presented by Maxis, AJ Cantanzaro, privateer, running uh, Maxis tires out there, MXST. I think AJ is going to make his return this weekend. So, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, uh, Maxis.com for more information on those things. Namira Technologies, of course, have been with us all year long on this podcast. Their industry leading top end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. No matter the budget, Namira has you and your wallet covered. They offer a full line of cast and forged pistons for every MX application you can think of. Uh, N-A-M-U-R-A dot com, Namira dot com. Thanks to those guys. And Skosh. Skosh is on board with us as well. They're a family-owned and operated company since 1980. Their products were inspired by a passion for cool vehicles, amazing sounds, the great outdoors, travel, motorsports, horsepower, voltage. Skosh dot com. And uh, they're, they're, all, they're all over the Rockstar Husky team. Uh, use the code PULP25 at checkout to save 25% off your purchase from the folks at Skosh. So thanks for them for coming on. So with all that being said, let's get to our guest this week. As I said, it's number 85 in the series. This man has been uh, double-classing it, 450s on uh, one coast, 250s on the other. He'll be there this weekend in Denver. John Short, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, not a whole lot. Just uh, getting everything ready, working on my 450, getting things ready to go for the weekend. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. By the way, the guys at Skosh, because they love privateers, are giving you uh, a little goodie kit of uh, maybe some speakers or headphones or something um, for just for coming on the show. So thanks to the guys at Skosh for that. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. No problem. Don't eBay it, though, okay? Just just, just use, the, yeah. use the product. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll use it for sure. Okay. Hey, um, so you're a privateer guy uh, grinding away. You've been there for a number of years. Last year, you, uh, you got 10th in the series in 250 class. Um, you're at the point now, John, for yourself where – like you expect to not only meet, be in the mains, but you want to start creeping towards that top ten um, this weekend in Nashville was was a decent race for you. You got to be happy with that. Um, I, you've progressed a little bit, I think, in the last couple of years, year and a half. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, that's what I've been working towards, and I, I agree with you 100. percent I'm I'm not just satisfied with the main event. I want to see some results and some progression. So, uh, you know, that that's my ultimate goal is to be up in the top 10 and fighting for positions every weekend uh nashville dude uh first of all 13th at nashville um man it was hard pack i didn't expect that i didn't think we were gonna get like vegasy conditions at, at, at nashville no i didn't either everyone was talking about uh potential rain and i was if nothing else expecting a soft track and mm-hmm. so the hard pack and the dust and practice really caught me off guard for sure what'd you think of those whoops Oh, they were treacherous. They, they were <laughs> tough. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The first set, you know, it was especially in the main event because you could still skim them, but uh-huh. some guys were jumping them. It was, uh, it was, it was tough to figure out what your best line was gonna be. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So, and actually, the second set were kind of gnarly too. Guys are crashing in those also. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess the first set was probably a little tougher, but yeah, they didn't they didn't turn into jumpers so much. No, the second set I never ever tried to jump through them. The first set, um, I think that was the biggest uh, hindrance for me in the main was because I'd, I'd skim them and then I would jump them. I never really had a consistent quick line through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like yeah. Tomac kind of was. You know, we saw him jump through them, skim them. I mean, everybody kind of did something different. It seemed like. Yeah, they uh, they were big. There's no doubt. Um, what do you think of your two fifty series so far? Uh, as as we as we wind this thing down. Well, uh, results wise, I it hasn't been the greatest, but for me, it, I've kind of got some confidence knowing that uh, I feel like I've progressed with my riding. I'm getting more comfortable on the Honda. Uh, I'm confident in my riding. I guess I, I guess I'm getting more comfortable out there racing the, the, the faster guys. But, um, no, it, it's been a, a good, good season for me. Just hadn't quite had the finishes I'd hoped for. What was up with the uh, switch from a Yamaha to a Honda? I thought that was weird. Uh, Minneapolis didn't go great for you. Uh, Yamaha motor is fantastic. We all know that. Um, what was up with that? What uh, Talk about that a little bit. No, I, I really liked my Yamahas. Um, and coming into Minneapolis, everything was, was going good. I just... The motorcycle, we had a few, we had a few issues. Um, you know, I think they might have been freak issues. I don't know, but uh, I ended up missing Minneapolis because of a mechanical. Because my my bike, you okay, know, I had a, had a man, uh, what is it, a mechanic, mechanical, mechanical, yep. and um, so my dealership that helped me out, Maxim Honda Yamaha, they mm-hmm. had Honda and Yamaha. So Monday morning, I went up there and got a Honda and <laughs> made the switch. I, I, I- <laughs> So, but okay, just let me break this down here. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but yeah, bikes do break, John. And and you, you oh. were you were so angry with the brake that you just switched to another OEM seven days or six days before the next race. Like it just strikes me as a little weird. But um, was there more to it than that? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a first year motorcycle, uh, the, the new 250. So, I mean, I had a, I had a few issues prior to that. Oh, okay. I don't want to speak speak bad about the brand. I love the Yamaha. But. Okay. I uh, I just had a few freak mechanicals that I almost was in my head a little bit. You know? Really? So I okay. Just, I All felt right. like I, I needed to make a change because I had a few crashes due to that. And uh, oh. so I said, you know what? I You know a Honda's bulletproof. So I yeah. just uh, made that switch, rode it the day before Dallas, and <laughs> off we went. Yeah, that's crazy. I'd heard that story that you just got a day on the bikes. And, 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 and okay, so... When you say that you had other issues going into the race, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And you start, and if it gets mentally in your head as a racer, yeah, yeah, that's that's not a good thing. That's never good. Yeah, it just kind of hurt my confidence was down a little bit, right? Because of it, and I might have been the only one with those issues. I don't know, right? Um, so, what was it like to jump on the Honda with one day? I mean, how radically different are they? How was it? They are two completely different bikes, <laughs> kind of, right? Um, <laughs> You know, I, I rode the bike Thursday. It was dark, basically, for about 10 minutes on the corner track after we got the suspension finished up. Uh-huh. And, uh, my, It's one of those bikes you just hop on, and you it has the comfort factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you just feel like, man, this bike does a lot of good things. Um, so it, it was a tough transition because it was so different, but it was pretty easy to get comfortable on. You know, I did press day. Press mm-hmm. day was... Uh, Weekend wouldn't have happened without press day because I got to work the bugs out, you know. Right, right. So, um, yeah, no, that's impressive to jump on another bike and uh, and and do what you did. It takes some time to to learn a bike inside and out for you guys, and 
yeah, I mean, it's obviously worked out pretty well because, like you said, you're doing you're doing all right. If you put yourself in the main event in um, in uh, uh, Minneapolis, you're you're ahead of the game a little bit also as far as points and point standings and all that. So, I don't think it's any surprise, uh, John, that your best race of the year was Daytona. Um, you're in shape. You you hammer you hammer away, away laps. You never quit. Um, and Daytona is one of the rougher ones. And I just you're one of those guys that kind of shines at that place. Yeah, that's that's always my uh, favorite venue, kind of for Supercross. I always look forward to it just because of how unique it is. It's it's brutal, like a moto track, but it still has that Supercross vibe with all the technical rhythm lanes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're a favorite in Pulp MX Fantasy, right? Like people, you've done well for people. Uh, I've I've actually get direct messages on my Instagram all the time, letting me know that people are picking me, or you know, <laughs> I did really good for their points. So yeah. That's crazy to me. I didn't. You know, it's like a whole other world that's going on. I hadn't even thought about. Yeah, you're just like, what are you guys talking about? What? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, don't tell me that. That's gonna jinx the weekend for me. I don't right. want to know. Right. Um, what's it like being a privateer guy against some of these people in this class? And you know, again, you're putting together your program. You switch to Hondas and everything else. How much of a disadvantage sometimes do you feel out there in practice when you see uh, one of the factory bikes? Uh, uh, you know make a mistake and still jump a section or, or, or screw up the line and still jump a section. Um, I'm sure your bike's good and all that, but there's nothing like those factory bikes. Does it get, does it get to you sometimes? Uh, I mean, I, I, I just know that, you know, our budget's not as big as those race teams. So you kind of already know you're at a disadvantage, but, uh, for me, the biggest, the biggest hindrance is not having the, the crew and the support, you know, like mm-hmm. when I get off the track, the, me- the mechanic to just, that I trust to go over my motorcycle while I just sit back and think about the practice session and kind of think about the riding. I'm, I'm more so having to swap that sprocket and, mm-hmm. and change the wheel and, you know, focus on working on the bike instead of riding it. But, uh, you know, we do the best of what we have. I've got some great people that help me out, but yep. do you, um, do you have a mechanic? I don't. No. I, um, that's, that's one thing I'd love to implement in my program, but I think everybody would. So, um, especially at least at the races having a consistent yeah. guy who you can trust you know yeah so sometimes you have it's pretty funny that you're up in the main event you're just by yourself you're just like hey what's up everybody <laughs> yeah sometimes i've had i've had my girlfriend help me uh, on weekends where no one else can and uh you know just pretty much buddies that you know yep i've known forever maybe that maybe that sponsored me a little bit mm-hmm. that, that kind of deal so no. suspension adjustments, bike adjustments are all on your own. Like, so you're out there, you're riding, you're like, hey, I need a tooth on the back or, or you know, I got to go in on compression or whatever. This is all stuff you kind of have to think about. No one's, no one's spotting you. No one's telling you this. It, 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 you have to think about uh, after the practice, okay, what did my bike do well? What did it not do well? Yeah, and that's, that's what can sometimes be a little bit of a stress is because it, was it me as a rider or was it the motorcycle? You know, I'm kind of making those calls on my own a lot of times i will you know call my suspension or motor guy at merge racing and uh oh it's jim lewis offer okay. some, yeah yeah and they'll, they'll kind of offer me some guidance but um there's nothing like having uh having the visual the, the guy watching you right there at the races and helping and letting you know what he saw so um and how is jim doing how's that working they seem to be doing really well um He's, he's got a business partner now and they're kind of expanding and it seems like their business is really starting to blow up especially around this north texas area oh that's good yeah smart guy i worked with jim a little bit at merge racing when uh they first came out with some products back in like oh six oh seven smart guy 
Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I think Cunningham's running his stuff and uh, mm-hmm. quite a few top amateur guys. So it's they're, they're coming up for sure. Right. Um, all right. So uh, Daytona, you did well. This past weekend, you did well. Uh, Minneapolis didn't go so well. So what is, what is something that you yourself want to work on during the week? I mean, we, we know you're in shape. We I don't know what you do off the bike, but it seems to be working well. Uh, what's something you want to improve on? Uh, honestly, my, my first lap, my starts, um, I can't really say my starts. Pretty much my aggression on that first lap to okay. make it happen and get up to the front, you know, not be quite so uh, timid, I guess, you know. That's that's kind of the main thing. Um as, as you know, Supercross, it's all about the starting position, mm-hmm. unless you're way faster than everybody else. So yeah, that's that's kind of mainly it for me. Just keep working on that sprint and get a better qualifying time because that qualifying time is a better gate pick for the heat, better start in the heat, better gate pick for the main, that mm-hmm. kind of deal. So obviously work on that sprint and and just that intensity on the practice track. Yeah, it kind of all starts from your from your first qualifying practice, doesn't it? Like your whole day, kind of. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go into the first, especially free practice, and you roll around two laps, that seems like that just deflates the whole day. I, I I've really been trying to go there on free practice and pretty much take off and ride and you know, mm-hmm. get all the jumps first lap and and ride with a purpose. I guess you could say. Right. Do you sometimes find yourself uh, uh, getting behind a factory guy to to watch sections and to learn sections a little bit if you're struggling with something? Is that something that you would uh, do? A hundred percent. I mean, if if you can get behind a guy who's two, three seconds a lot faster than you, if you can pick up half a second, that's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I try and, uh, that's kind of something I try and do on qualifying is just get behind a, a faster rider and, you know, try and have him tow me around for a lap. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, sweet. Thanks. Thanks for the help. Um, yeah. Hey, you watched the race this, this weekend, right? I assume on TV? Mm-hmm. What'd you make of Cooper's move on Sexton? We had Justin Cooper on the Pablo Mex show on Monday night, and he didn't really make any apologies for it. I don't myself. I mean, I think he would like a do over on it. What's your take on a move like that that early in the race? I mean, Sexton was pissed. <laughs> I, I could see why why Sexton would be upset, but uh, I mean, it's a racing move. I think they both saw Austin go down, and mm-hmm. they both wanted to maximize their points. Maybe maybe it was a little soon in the race, but. Um, Heck, who who knows? I mean, if I was in that position, I can't say that I wouldn't have made the same mistake. I mean, they both want to win. That's the bottom line. Dude, can you believe this Forkner dude? Like, he was so good. But but in in practice, and you're out there, you probably saw a lot of yellow flags for him. It's... It's bizarre to be so good in the at the night shows, and he, he was he, of course he won every race, but except for the shootout, and then but in practice the kid just sends it like you're like, I mean you, that's what I guess makes him who he is, right? But it's it's very bizarre to see an elite rider do have that happen. Yeah, that's it does. It seems like every uh, just about every weekend there's a couple yellow fa- flags for him, but um, yep. I guess that's why he's topping the boards. I guess that's <laughs> you know yeah. why he's <laughs> had such a big points lead and. I'm sure we'll see him back in a couple weekends to try and hang on to the points lead. So for you, for qualifying, you have no idea where you are till after the practice? Pretty much, yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> I you like know, that. you have an idea, though. If you get behind a guy and you, like, you stay with him and you know if you had a good lap or not, if you rode well. So, but no, I always just kind of figure it out at the end of the session. Maybe I look at the board if it's visible, you know, on a slow lap, but... Yeah, yeah, I guess that, yeah, it's true. You could stop and that the if the scoreboard's in the right rotation, you could see your name, your name or number, your number there, right? 
Yeah, if you can't see your name and number, you know you need to throw down some more laps. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly. not where you need to be. Right. So I want to go back to this uh, bike switch a little bit. Uh, what specifically do you like about the Honda? What, what, where do you find that it shines a little bit? I mean, I don't know. Jim knows what he's doing with motors, so um, you know, I'm sure the motor's pretty good. But is there something with the Honda that you really like? Yeah, when I first started riding uh, the big bike when I was younger, I rode Hondas for two or three years as an amateur, and uh, just man, it's easier to it's easier to ride. It's it's easier to go through corners and uh, and the handling of it. I just really I didn't realize how good it was. Honestly, that's mm-hmm. why I didn't. That's why I was riding the Yamaha. You know, they've got great motors. Yep. Uh, what the Yamaha doesn't do as well, the Honda really complements. So okay. It's kind of a, a give and take with every brand, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, when uh, something the, the turn. Go ahead. I was just saying the turning on the Honda is is, is phenomenal, really. Yeah, uh, bottom end on Honda's lacking a little bit. I mean, I'm sure Jim's done some work to it, but that's where you you find it's lacking a little bit. Uh, yeah, they're they're definitely more like the the KTM or the mm-hmm. Husky as far as being a high rev motorcycle. Right. So that's something Jim and I or uh, Jim I didn't do it, but he definitely tried to bring out the motor was with with ignition tuning and different parts, sure. bring out some bottom and some mid. So you've been riding some 450s. Um, do you enjoy that? Is that something? I mean, I, I've talked about it a hundred times, John, on this on my my, my dumb shows. I, I just the money is so much better in 450s that if you're a guy on the bubble, I almost would just go to 450s like a Carlin Gardner or you know these other guys, uh, the Cat or whatever, because the even the LCQ money is so much better. But um, what's your take on your 450 stuff so far? Well, yeah, I, I've done one 450 race in Houston. Um, that didn't turn out so well. I didn't make the I didn't make the main event. It was that triple ground format. Yeah, but um, hold on a second. You rode really well. Like you fell in the LCQ. You got up. You raced your way back to the pack. You got fifth. Like I, I think you rode well. I don't know. Were you pissed? Yeah. No. I. You know. I was frustrated that I didn't make it happen, but I wasn't mad because I rode my best. So. Um, I just saw the where I was uh, lacking and where I needed to be better. But um, so I'm really excited for Colorado actually to kind of get a little redemption and show what I can do on a 450. Um, and what and what what'd you make of the uh, 450 uh, purse money there for that LCQ fifth? Pretty good. Um, I think it was 900 bucks, about the same as it paid for an 11th or 12th in a 250 main. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, have you never done a 450 supercross before? No, I, I signed up in uh, when I rode Suzuki's a while back, but I just rode my 250F. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I thought, yeah, I thought it was, I'd seen you at 450s at some point. Um, 450 Outdoors, though, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that'll be the game plan, I think. Um, that's why I have this 450. I was getting ready for Outdoors, so I figured, hey, we ought to do some Supercross on mm-hmm. it. I haven't get a little more experience instead of just practicing, you know, let's go race. Now, I'll go ahead. I was just saying, I'll probably probably wind up starting the series in Colorado. I want to do as many as I can, mm-hmm. but give me a little time to get my motorcycle situated and get a race bike and stuff. Now, uh, obviously, you didn't make the Triple Crown in Houston, but like I said, you rode pretty well in that LCQ. Um, did you know that you were in fifth when you did, when you got up there? I honestly didn't. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I rode, I rode so hard in the beginning part of the race from being so far back. Uh-huh. I, was, I was pretty spent, honestly, at arm <laughs> pump and... Yeah, 450 is a lot heavier of a machine. It takes a little bit of an ad- adaptation to riding Supercross on it. Yeah, um, So, and then you're just sending it in those whoops, too. You were pretty good in those. Uh, some sketchy moments, though, John. 
Ooh, a lot of sketchy moments. Yeah. A lot of sketchy moments. That's all I did after that race. I, I was like, I got to figure out where these sketchy moments are coming from. Right. I've been trying to work on my whoops a little bit, be a little more consistent. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So Denver 450. Um, and then what about Vegas? I'll just do the 250. I mean, my, my goal is uh, I know I've got the speed to run in the top 10. I, I ran top 10 this weekend a little bit until yep. I faded back, but um, I want to make that shootout. I haven't made a shootout yet, and um, so yeah. I'm going to stick to that 250 through Vegas. Dude, it's, it's, it's hard, man. Those shootouts are so deep. We, we, were, we were looking at them for, uh, for uh, Atlanta, and it's like 18 guys on teams. You know? Yeah, it's tough. It's <laughs> But you know, I don't know. I feel like if you can if you can make it though, that's an accomplishment, and that's just something I want to go ahead and finish off the season and try and check off my list. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. Uh, it'd be fantastic if you could do it. Uh, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, number eighty five with John Short. Uh, Popomex thirty is the code to save at fxrracing.com. and uh, they've been supporting the sport for a long time and uh, been there for a lot of privateers. Race Tech as well. Pulp nineteen is the code. Get your motor work done, get suspension work done, and everything else uh, from those guys. And of course, Maxis, Namira, and Skosh, all on board with us uh, for this show as well. Um, so, John, what's uh, you drive to the races, or you, how are you able to get to the races? Ted Ted Parks is hauling my uh, my bike around. He's I'm fortunate enough that he's been helping me out with that, and uh, so I've driven to two races and flown to the rest right. of them. So, I'll drive to Vegas. I drove to Houston, and I drove to Minneapolis. So, right. Um, what's uh, Ted Parks? Huh? What a what a be- <laughs> what a beauty! What a beauty Ted Parks is. Oh uh, yeah. You- that's all you got to say right there. Yeah. Parks. Yeah, really, right? Um, but how do you like that program? Is it uh, is it working out pretty well for you? He's got a semi now this year. Yeah, um, I think the semi definitely adds, adds the appearance factor and all that. Um, it, it's it's nice just to have your bike show up at the race. I mean, we don't have a mechanic or anything, but, but Ted really goes out of his way to give us as much support as he can and, uh, you know, just help us out along the way. But yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's something different. Now, uh, obviously, you're one of the better riders on the team. You lost to Ben LeMay. You lost one of your stars of the of the team. I know that's that's cool for Ben. I'm happy that he got got to kind of move up in the in the ranks and get that get that fill in ride with Moto Concepts. Right. Would you would you do that if it was another brand or another team? Are you you free to go? Yeah, um, that's kind of Ted's overall goal. What he explained yep. to me was his goal is to help us get to a better program. So. Um, I'm I'm just wait waiting for a better opportunity. I'm trying to earn it. And mm-hmm. See where we can go. What's your situation like in Texas as far as practicing? Where do you ride at? Been riding at uh, Compound Seventy Seven in, in Thackerville, Oklahoma, right across the border. Um, mm-hmm. I, I make trips up to Game Moto, uh, Trey Canard's old facility. Okay. Um, I I ride there. You know, every other week or so, I'll go up there for a few days, and uh, we've got Underground MX. So yeah. There's a few pretty good facilities, and, and there's before Blake Wharton got hurt, we kind of just that was our thing. We'd spend one week here, one week there. Blake's got his own track too, so mm-hmm. it, everything's you know we get to stay at home, and everything's thirty minutes to an hour, so it's not too bad. It's a decent setup. Yeah, I was talking to Lemay about it a little bit, and uh, yeah, and, and and there's a bunch of you guys. Like, who do you practice with a lot? Kind of, you know. On good day, on good weeks, we've got Cunningham, LeMay, Wharton, and a couple amateur kids that are doing futures. We'd have you know six or seven pretty good Supercross riders all riding together. Yeah, the uh, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, it's 
it's pretty good. Like I think the 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 level of practice during the week for you guys is is high enough where it really helps you. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, has improved this year in my program too. Is is years past I was riding by myself, so I wanted to make it a point to mm-hmm. you know ride with Wharton and Kyle and all these guys. That that's just another tool to get faster. Uh, I, I'm bummed that Wharton got hurt, man. I was really enjoying that story. He's a he's a really cool cat, and uh, I was enjoying the story of taking so much time off and coming back. And uh, bummed he got hurt. No, he's he's awesome, especially to you know train with during the week. He used to be a former factory rider and race winner, so you you see how much effort he puts into it, and it kind of you know helps everybody else around him out mm-hmm. being a part of it and helps all our program out. What do you like to do off the bike for training? I I mostly run. Okay. Uh, I wait I weightlift a couple of days a week, and I've got a pretty uh, good gym program. But as far as cardio stuff, I like to run. That's that's my favorite thing. I used to run cross country back in school, so that's kind of my go to. Your knees are okay then. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> yes, the, the knees don't jinx them, but they're good for now. <laughs> I know. For now, most motocrossers can't do that at all. So, um, hey, growing up in Texas as a kid, uh, who'd you look up to as as a racer? I was always a huge fan of Stewart. Um, yep. You know, that's when I started watching racing was kind of Ricky McGrath racing each other, and then James came out and turned pro. So I was always a huge Stewart fan. Him on the 125, you know. Yeah. That was cool to me. No, unbelievable. What What was your first Supercross race you went to? Probably Dallas Supercross, I think. Uh, what year? I don't even know what year. We went every year for from the time I was six or seven, you know. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Yeah, I was actually, I watched Stewart's first race win in the 250 class in Dallas. I was there for that. I saw Wendell and Reed do a lot of uh, battling in Dallas. So I, think, I saw some good races I'm there. sure you don't remember it, but I believe the super team of Tim Ferry, Steve Mathis, made the podium one year in Dallas. I'm sure you don't remember. They, but uh, I don't remember, but I, that sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about Shorty? Tim, Tim wore the fly helmet. Yeah, Tim wore the fly helmet. He was a, a fly racing's first ever uh, a paid athlete with that helmet. A little trivia fact for oh, you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, and you've been a fly guy for a long time. Uh, Max, uh, absolutely, uh, you're one of favorites. One of favorites for Max. He, he really uh, yeah, enjoys it. And, uh, yeah, man, you're locked in as a fly guy. It's a great company to be a part of. Those guys have taken care of me for years. I appreciate everything they've done. Um, what about the uh, what about Shorty? Did you didn't you used to go ride with Shorty? I, I made it down to his ranch a couple times. I, I started um, I guess hanging around Andrew a little bit doing mm-hmm. FTA camps. Yep, and that was right around the time he was kind of transitioning out of racing. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I made it down there a couple times before he kind of quit training for that for yep. Supercross and stuff. But Duke. I wish I would have known him a little sooner. Do you want to go in the dunes and go ride with? Is that is that not insane what he's doing? Rally stuff? Like, what are you that, doing, Shorty? That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> Those bikes look huge. Dude, I just I don't know what he's doing. Like, I'm always like, do you not like Jackie? Why are you leaving and going around the world so much? <laughs> like, you got a lot of money, but you, you want to go six gear, 100 miles an hour through the dunes of Africa? Like, what the hell, Shorty? <laughs> so That is wild because I hate going that fast on a dirt bike like, yeah, you know how fast those guys go. I don't want to go that fast. No, no way, right? So, um, John Short on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number eighty-five. Uh, Maxis Namira Skosh all on board with us. So, so four fifty outdoors starting in Colorado. That's the plan. That is the plan as of now. Yeah. Um, so we'll do Colorado, and then that gives us a weekend off. 
after Colorado to kind of reevaluate everything and make some changes if we need to. And uh, I, I'm guessing just it, it's just cheaper to ride a 450. That's why you're doing that, right? Yes, yes. I yeah. I would love to ride the 250. It just you know it, it doesn't make sense financially. Right. No, it really doesn't. Right. So uh, it's one of those things where. Uh, the purse money is the same in either class, and you could put suspension and a little bit of ignition, ignition and a muffler on a 450, and you you can pretty much uh, have a pretty good setup. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, you can ride the 450 all season and put a top end in it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of it. kind of nutty for sure. So um, you've had some good results over the years. What's the what's the race that's really stood out for you uh, as far as a career highlight? I would say uh, last season, Minneapolis, uh, they had the triple crown there, and I had two top tens in the second and third made event, got eighth overall. That's my career best in Supercross, and that, that was cool to me to be battling you know, up towards the front mm-hmm. and right around factory guys. Um, that, and uh, I, I got a 13th in a moto at Millville, uh, I believe it was last year or the year before, and I don't know, anytime you can, you're racing with, with guys that you've watched on TV when you were little, I think that's cool. Yeah, you, you know, does it intimidate you at all, or are you all right with it? No, I'm, I'm all right with it. I mean, at first, um, I don't remember what race it was, but I've got a picture. The very last race, that uh, Stewart race at Millville, I, w- I lined up to him next, next to him on the gate. Oh, no way. Like, oh, uh. I was like, whoa, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, like you know being around i've never raced reed much uh but the last year he did outdoors i I raced with him a little bit i got a picture on the track somewhere so i don't know it's cool yeah you know it's crazy to me to think about that is like um like you're a racer you're racing against these guys but i i kind of forget like age a little bit and how young you are and how old chad is and james and all like yeah you you literally grew up watching these guys and now you're on the track with them and, and for me uh you know, I just kind of it all blends together, and it's like whatever. I don't think that much about it, but yeah, that would be kind of weird, man. Like to to be like you watch Chad Reed win all these races, and now you're like racing the guy. I just, I just right. yeah, yeah, that would be weird. That's it's different, but um, yeah, it's kind of cool because I, I have a a photo when like I said I used to go to Dallas Supercross a lot. I have a photo from when I was maybe six or eight. Uh-huh. Chad was on a two fifty two stroke, you know. Yep. Um, and I've got a, I'm just sitting there as a fan, and then I got a picture racing him in 2015. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of cool. See, I never thought I would have actually been racing him at yeah. some point. You ever, you ever talked to him? I haven't. No. No. Um, hey, so let's talk about Cunningham for a second. Um, I've known Kyle for a long time. He hasn't always liked what I wrote about him. He's, his mom, his mom was mad at me <laughs> at different times. Um, but like at this point in Kyle's career, like dude, he he's you know he's older. He's in the 250 class. Like he, 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 he's kind of his program isn't always together. It got to get got put together last second this year. Uh, him and his dad are are toughing it out at times. And I just I admire the guy at this point for he's a gamer. Like dude, he can come through the pack. He's still got speed. He can show you know a, a, a Jordan Bailey or, or or Mitchell Falk or whatever these these kids are. He can go past them and zoom past them. And and uh, I don't know. I just as Kyle get it gets older, I'm like, huh, pretty good ride again by Kyle Cunningham. Yeah, Kyle's definitely he, he he's got some good talent and great speed. Uh, I think you see it every weekend. It seems like he's coming through the pack to a seventh and eighth, uh, uh, whatever it may be. He's passed me in a few main events, and I'm like, oh, I got to keep up with that guy. Yeah, just, yeah. 
keep zooming, you know. So, dude, he's a veteran. He's just grinding it out out there to get good finishes, you know. Yeah, he's, like I said, when when I yep. was younger on super minis, he was racing lights bikes. Yeah, yeah, for you star. Know, for what is it, star? Star, yeah, yeah. So um, I've, for you, does outdoors come easier to you? Uh, yes, for me it does, just because that's you know I grew up racing uh, cross country enduro events you know, mm-hmm. from the time I was young until I was 13 or 14. And so riding a motorcycle is just riding a motorcycle, you know, grass tracks, motocross, it all kind of, kind of the same. You know, the supercross is basically a whole different sport in my eyes. It's <laughs> something you've got to learn. Right. So and I didn't, I didn't get on a supercross track till my first season riding supercross. So, Oh really? Yeah. So I, I, I seem to learn something every year, you know? <laughs> so, okay. So you're, uh, forget, I talked to another rider that was similar to, to you. Um, they were off-road guy for a while, and they just switched later. It like, yeah, I forget who it was now. Damn it, names on tip of my tongue. Um, so you really just grew up not riding moto, just cross-country GNCC-ish stuff. Yeah, like GNCC, but at a, a local Texas level. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of camping on the weekends with my family. You know, yeah. ride every other weekend kind of deal. Yeah, like nothing serious. No plans to be a pro motocrosser. Right, and when I was uh, 13 or so, I was like, I took the series that I was racing, the Enduro Series, way too serious, <laughs> way more serious than everybody around me. And so my dad and I were kind of like, we should go race, you know, try and do Loretta Lens or something, something that, you know, you're training, you're working out, like, but we're racing this little series. So yeah, yeah. let's go try something else. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you're just like, oh, that's kind of cool, though. But, yeah, exactly. So, like, jumps, you didn't really jump much. Right, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have jumped a lot. Um, so so, jumps on a motocross track and and then jumps on a supercross track like that's probably something where you're like, oh shit, like you know, you're thirteen, fourteen years old where you're starting to do that for the first time. Yeah, we, basically, my dad built a bunch of jumps with a you know piece of equipment in our backyard. I was practicing on that with uh, with wraparound bark busters, you know, <laughs> until we got the until we got my motocross bike when yeah. I was you know thirteen, fourteen. So oh, that's funny. What uh, what do your parents do for a living? Uh, my dad owns like a repair shop, uh, UTV, ATV, side by side kind of deal. My mom is a uh, school counselor. Oh, cool! All right, and where is that? Uh, my dad lives in Gainesville. My mother's in Pilot Point. So okay, uh, we're we're right there in that all right there in the North Texas area. Yeah, yeah, not so bad. Um, cool, that's interesting. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, John. I appreciate it. Uh, good season for you going. Uh, Four fifty outdoors. Your Pulp Mix fantasy favorite. Parabinos just absolutely always. Pumps you up, by the way, Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper. Um, just, just Paul's awesome. Yeah, he, he's a fan of John Short for sure. Uh, and sometimes I call him the president of your fan club. So um, he's like, he's in shape. He doesn't quit. He's a racer. He's a racer. So <laughs> uh, uh, it's kind of funny to talk to Paul about it. But um, yeah, man, like I said, you're one of those underrated guys, just uh, outside the top ten, uh, grinding away, putting in good results as a privateer. And I think it's uh, cool that you know what you're doing and and, and outdoors too, like. Outdoors, you've had really some really good motos on the 450, and I predict you'll uh, you'll have some more again this this summer, man. So uh, the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life number 85, John Short, brought to you by Skosh, uh, Namira, and uh, Maxis, of course. John, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Good luck this weekend in Denver on the 450. We'll keep an eye on that and finishing up the 250 series strong. Uh, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I'd like to give a quick shout out sure. to uh, Maxim Honda Yamaha for, for going out of the way and helping me out. And Jim at Merge and the, the whole McWhorter family, Gainesville Sheet Metal, 
TCR Transportation, Game Moto, and uh, all, all of my sponsors. Just thank you guys for making this possible. No problem, man. Thanks for your time, John. Hey, thanks.